The Bloody Elbow Podcast Network is moving. That's right. We're moving from SoundCloud and YouTube to Substack. It will still be available through your current iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher subscriptions, but the main home of the Bloody Elbow Podcast Network will now be on Substack. While most of our audio content will remain free, we'll be asking listeners to please get a paid subscription to support the shows, which are now ad-free. Please give us your email, and we'll send you notices and summaries of every new episode. Become a paid subscriber and get bonus segments only available to those who've pledged their support. Sign up at bloodyelbowpodcast.substack.com today. Bloody Elbow presents Care Don't Care, the show that determines the most and least interesting fights on upcoming UFC events and sometimes strays outside of MMA into general pop culture. Here are your hosts, Steffi Haynes, John S. Nash, and Eugene S. Robinson. Welcome back to another episode of Care Don't Care, the show that previews the week's upcoming UFC events by determining which fights are hot and which fights are not. I'm Steffi Haynes, and I'm joined by Eugene S. Robinson, author of Fight, Everything You Ever Wanted to Know About Ass-Kicking, But We're Afraid You Get Your Ass Kicked for Asking, and host of the Show Stomper podcast, co-host of the If the Shoes Fit podcast, and owner and operator of the Eugene S. Robinson Substack, and the, bra- the brand new Bad Boss Brief. Now, normally John Nash would be here, but he is handling some family business and we'll be back when he can. But we are going to dive into UFC 287, but we do still need to go back into our memory palaces and see how we did on UFC San Antonio's card. And we all tied with the exception of our fourth because remember, Nate was on the show, and <laughs> Nate went one and one. <laughs> Actually, I bringing, take it back. Bringing up the stinking rear. Ah, how do you like that? There's some things in life that are just unchangeable. Actually, he went zero and one. Ah, 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 <laughs> I just realized. Of course, of course he did. I just, of course he did. <laughs> I just realized. Oh my goodness! He picked Perez, and Perez didn't fight because remember that was the Manel Cop fight that got canceled yeah. midway. So let's take. I wonder. A- I wonder how it feels to lose so often. <laughs> I, 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 I must ask him sometime. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> so let's take a look at the card itself. It wasn't too bad, but there. Was with some really wonky judging in it. And we'll start right at the top with Corey Sandhagen defeating Marlon Vera. And Eugene, the judge that gave one that they gave the fight to Vera. I mean, I yeah. had Sandhagen with a solid 50-45 in there. Because when Vera finally woke up. It was the fourth round. It was like midway through the fourth round. And I feel like Sandhagen still edged it out. And in the fifth round, he took quite a while to get going. And again, it was like the last two minutes before he really started doing something. And even there, I felt like that Sandhagen won enough of the round to take it. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that there's any, any real question except apparently in dude's mind who at least now people are calling for, <laughs> it's called for like an FBI investigation into, you know, into the judge, which I don't think that that's not warranted. I'm not saying that at all, but I, I you know, I, <laughs> I just thought that was a strange call. Co- hard to get to that fast you know uh wonky decision i'm calling the fbi (laughs) i thought it was hilarious too it was one of the funniest things i read last week right yeah gilbert birds was like on it so but yeah there i mean look we there's not been it it has become not a bug but it is a feature that we have we have where are we now we're almost at a halfway point of 2023, and this has been a regular feature on this show, you know, and yeah. it, it shouldn't be. I mean, if you like, for example, what's not a regular feature on the show and it happens maybe, you know, enough times to do it, we might consider it, like we don't we're not really having a super big problem with the refs My wrinkles here. You know, like they yeah. shouldn't have uh, Valentina Swachenko. I, you shouldn't have stood us up. A little wrinkles here and there, like Herb Dean was slow on the stoppage, little wrinkles. But the judging has routinely, it's not even, it's almost like every other week that we're talking about some crap-ass uh, decision that they've made. Mm-hmm. So on the one hand, it's incentive to not, you know, to not let the judges decide. But on the other hand, clearly the system needs to be fixed somehow so that there's accountability. Maybe live scoring, I think, is, uh, is apropos. Uh, I I was wrong. I just noticed here. Uh, John did win the week because he did pick Sandhagen. I thought we all picked Vera, but I see that I scratched through Vera and put Sandhagen because he wanted daylight. He want yeah. He wants some daylight. Yeah. That's what he said. That's, yeah, and, and you know, plus you know, Don, John's in a spot now. Yeah. He's got some. Uh, I don't mind throwing John a bone every yeah. now and then. Let the guy win. Let he, him. He, he let some him. happiness in his life. Yeah, and Nate lost, so we can all celebrate. Yeah, and that, and that, of course, never changes. So. <laughs> we love Nate, but we love to beat Nate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow, that didn't sound right, did it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. goodness gracious. All right, so let's talk about, you know what, Eugene, I got to mm-hmm. tell you, Holly Holm impressed me. Okay, team old guy, team old girl, because you and me are old people. I am mm-hmm. I am rooting for Holly every fight she has from here going forward. And you picked her, I picked her, John picked her. But I went into this fight thinking, oh, Jesus Christ, you know, Holly Holmes sometimes can put in a stinker, but for the most part, she works her ass off. And it's when she's in with someone like Ayana Santos when I start worrying. But I had no fear here. Um, mm-hmm. No need to fear is what I mean to say. I had no need to fear because I should have known that Holly was going to go in there and whip her ass all over the place. Now, well, Yana th- put up a good fight in that first round. She did. And she tried all the way to the end. She never stopped trying to escape and trying to, to, to do what she was supposed to do. I mean, the effort was there, but there are levels. And Holly, even at 41, is still looking prime. Yeah, well, I I think the biggest issue for me, and this is a, a, a lesson that needs to be sent out to 
You know, I mean, her her primary introductory discipline to combat arts has been stand up. Right. Mm -hmm. But it is fairly clear that she's been taking the mix in mixed martial arts really seriously and has been working on her ground stuff. And so for those of you who are not and I'm looking at you, Alex Pereira, and, you know, all you other cats who don't have it in your back, grappling stuff in your back pocket, you know, we have a little bit of will perseverance and 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 drive it can be done it's not listen i you have a year of steady focus on grappling i think at the end of that year even if you don't if you don't naturally take to it you would be better off than if you spent a year boxing now boxing is tough you know i mean to get the rhythm right the timing right the footwork right you can spend a year boxing and still stink However, a year with grappling, and unless you're a complete rube, you should have sort of. So when I see people who don't have it, don't have it in their back pockets, it tells me that they have aggressively not been focused or paying attention, or haven't been trying to get better at grappling. So you, she put everybody on notice. It's like it, it is possible. It is possible. Mm-hmm. You know, she's been working on it all these years too. You can see the progression in her game. Yep. Yep. You know, and it, it it's definitely reaching pinnacle level now. Yep. She put yeah. in a really good performance. Now, we we gotta I gotta get your take on her post fight speech with her sort of wild QAnon view about, you know, we gotta protect the children. Children are over sexualized and that that's a fine that's a fine uh, route to take if that's what you want to do. But if you are questioned on it, you got to have something in your back pocket to talk about. And I think that she thought that by saying, and that's all I'm going to say uh, on it, you know, I, I, I that's, that's all I, I just don't want to make this too p- political. She wasn't expecting anyone in the post-fight presser to, to call her on it, to ask her about it. And, watching her in that post-fight presser struggle to find anything of substance to say told me that somebody gave her a talking point and didn't arm her with any information and so she went out there looking like a rube and didn't know what she was talking about or if she did she was trying to curb it so as not to seem like totally out there but that camp has some wild views, QAnon views, so I'm not surprised. But Holly is pretty harmless, you know. She no, 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 I'm sorry. You I'm don't, okay, ho- I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Huh? Yeah, let me. Yeah, hear I'm, 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 a, I'm a big Holly fan, but at this point now, I don't yeah. think any of this stuff is harmless. Okay. I mean, people are, are really getting hurt out there, and really getting, and, and, and I mean, she says, I don't want to get political. Yeah, we're not, we're not talking about. Uh, commercials for the new Barbie movie where, you know, all the dolls that are being pitched to little girls all look like prostitutes. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about the miss, you know, the five-year-olds in in beauty pageants in the South. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about the father and daughter virgin dances that they have in place of cotillions. We're not talking, she's not talking about that. She's talking about some crap with the, with trans folks reading the kids in libraries. I mean, you know. No, but what I mean was that what she physically said was sort of, she she painted it as harmless because yeah. she stopped herself before she yes. got there. So yeah. that is the part where I mean that she, what she physically said was kind of harmless because she stopped herself. She didn't go there, but you kind of know that's where she wanted to go. 
I yeah, feel that and, way. And that's, and that's the thing where, you know, under normal circumstances, you can go, all right, she's making a macro philosophical point. Mm-hmm. We can, okay, we can sign on to that. Yeah. Generally like Wu-Tang said, Wu-Tang is for the babies. We want to protect the kids. Yeah. But, in the context that we're talking, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, we're talking about very something curtailing the rights of grown adult individuals. You know what? If you don't want your kid to be read to by a transgender individual, them. pull them out of school that day. Yeah. Simple. I mean, or just send a, a note. I don't want my kid uh, to take part in this activity. There's yeah. so many ways. You have the ultimate control of your child. So you have the ability to to avoid those situations. And mo- those things aren't happening during active class hours either. Right. And they right. are not mandatory. So I don't understand what the uproar is. You can't stop children from ever seeing a trans person. They're everywhere, and they yep. should be. They're people. They're humans. Yep, yep, yep. So. Well, you know, this is the thing. So she waded into this. I mean, you have a microphone for 30 seconds, and you could say anything. Yep. And out of all the things in the world you could say, this is uh, so, what, what are you going to build on that? Why don't you and Gina Carano start a commercial network where you could get zero sponsors? Because that's what you just stepped into. You know, even accused anal rapist Conor McGregor still has is still doing commercial. I mean, yeah, okay, it's for the, the company he used to own, Proper Twelve. But uh, I mean, you have just made yourself. It, it was a it was an unforced error, and it just didn't need to be. You wanted to you want to. You know, what was what, that Bob Dylan song, song that was a Woody Go? Which side are you on? You want to you want to make a lay a claim for which side you're on? Well, you did so great. Thanks. And I'll just take my my chips and my interest and go elsewhere. It's yeah. stupid. Yeah, you know. it really was. Um the other thing, too, is, you know, she is rooted in religion. She was brought up. Her father is a preacher. She's known as the preacher's daughter. That's her nickname. Yeah. And when you're when you come from backgrounds like that, it's really easy to fall down those rabbit holes and become prey to those weird theories. So. Yeah. And we well, we could just dig dig in on a lot of that stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I mean, how much of the Bible are we gonna gonna bring to bear in our personal dealings, right? I mean, she's an unmarried woman. Is she should we also assume that she's a virgin because? Oh no, she's a divorced woman. Uh, yes. Divorced? Oh, yes, well, she divorced. How can you get her divorced? How is it? Yeah. I mean, you know, when once you start digging around in other people's lives, things get messy. Live and let live. I use my QTAT, quick time across town. If it doesn't keep me from making quick time across town, then whatever, you know. Yeah. Let's talk about Nate Landwehr because you've been on his train almost from the start. Every time yep. we, we go to pick him, he's a name you remember. You <laughs> picked him, I picked him, John picked him, and boy, you know what? Austin Lingo's not a bad dude, and he had a good first uh, first minute. Uh, first minute or two of both of the rounds actually the second round not so much but he was he was trying to hang in there and he's a good talent but they moved this guy so fast it's ridiculous yeah. he should yeah, not yeah. have been fighting nate landwehr this soon <laughs> poor guy he got yeah. wrecked well the, 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 you said it in the most damning way possible it's like he had a good first minute <laughs> I mean, there's no there's no circumstance under which that sounds good like sexually nothing he had a good first minute there's no there's no scenario in which that ever sounds good how, how'd he do well he had a good first minute <laughs> or two he or two oh, but uh, yeah. i mean he he did go in there and and he tried his ass off but it became immediately clear 
the level that Nate Landwehr is at is way above where Austin Lingo is at. Yeah. Austin Lingo is not getting fought very often either. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if that is due to, yeah, he has three canceled bouts here. I'm not sure if it was on his end or the other end. Um, but three canceled bouts for twenty uh, for twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three. Um, two of them in, last year and one this year, and then he finally gets Nate Landwehr. Good lord! I mean, he had been on a two fight win streak, but against guys that maybe weren't, you know, Luis Saldana's last fight was against this guy, and he he got beat up. Yeah. Know, so. Yeah, there's, it's, I wonder if there's a way, I mean, I'm not a good logistics guy, but if there's a way to systematize uh, the oofsie, like remember when, and I don't say this worked either, but remember when they came in with this computerized system for college football, the, the BCS thing, and, you know, that was an attempt to systematize uh, the, the sport. Um, and I wonder if there's a way, you know, because you've got guys who have winning records who then, like like you say, only fighting, you know, not fighting that often, just sitting there. They got, what? 325 fighters on the roster in, in how many different divisions is it, it would there be some sort of computerized way that doesn't feel like catch as catch can to, to move us through in the course of a year you know uh, a series of uh, fights so that you can get like much like the stock market you know that those whose stock is rising gets to they get to play more off you know in other words is there a way to make this something that's not surprising because i'm sure this cat sitting at home is like i won my last three fights i can't get them to return my calls what the hell is going on you know um and who knows how those decisions are made i don't it's the, you know with joe silva there were always rumors that he was going on the underground online underground and seeing who was drawing heat and making his choices that way at this point now it's a complete black box i have no idea how they're making their decisions joe silva used to post in the underground for real like it was yeah. verified yep. yep uh dana white too lots of the fighters as well yep so. yep let's move to macy barber and I'm using this with heavy air quotes, defeating Andrea Lee, because that split decision went the wrong damn way. Yeah, I am no fan maybe. of Andrea Lee. I am no fan of Macy Barber. We did not even pick this fight, but I thought Andrea Lee did more. Yeah, uh, but, you know, she maybe did more, but I, I, I don't know. I it just, was close I, enough for me not to call this a robbery. I just think the decision went the wrong way. I, I shouldn't yeah, say that. Yeah, but there's there's another ca- uh, calculus at work here, right, with, with the don't care, don't care. Now, you know, coming out of this fight, we know Andrea Lee. We know Macy Barber. Going into this fight, we knew Macy Barber. We knew Andrea Lee. We didn't know we what we knew was not enough to care about them, right? right? We chose not to care about the fight. But presumably, a fight with wall-to-wall action like they had, we should, we should come out of it. We, we didn't pick this as a care, but now it should be a care. But I, you know, but I didn't see any, any glimpse. I didn't see any glimmers of genius here, so None. why would I care next time? None. Now, Macy Barber is in a different position than Andrea Lee, and mm. the reason for that is Macy Barber, I believe, is just 20... Uh, she is 24, but mm-hmm. Andrea Lee, I believe is 32 or 33, maybe even 34. Let me just take a look here real quick. She is 34. So mm-hmm. Macy Barber has a lot of room for improvement and Andrea Lee does not. Mm. You know? Oh, Andrea Lee's the older fighter. Yes. By 10 mm. years. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So 
Well, good for her. She like, didn't fight like an older fighter. Yeah, <laughs> she like, seemed like motivated, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, this way it could have gone either way. But I, again, I was so soft on the fight in general. I was like, hey, okay. Yeah, I feel like Andrea Lee has a ceiling and it's about this level, you know, the, the, the content, the, um, the prospect poised on contender territory. That's where she's at. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as Macy, and that's probably where Andrea's ceiling is at right now because she hasn't been doing well in her last several fights. So, mm. all right, let's get to uh, Albert Duraev and Shitty and Jukwani. I wanted to pick this fight, but I didn't. Uh, you guys showed me the uh, the light, and I'm kind of glad I didn't. The fight was great, but um, I think Chitty was a little too little too late. Yep. I watched yep. it a second time because at first I thought Chitty won the fight. And the, yeah. everybody I spoke to was like, how did you see it that way? So I went back and I watched again. And I think that uh, Albert Duraev did enough. Yep. Yeah, I, I felt that way. I felt that way. Uh, Daniel Pineda, Tucker. Lux. But, 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 but again, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use a word here sure. that kind of affect, affects how what I was just saying about the last fight. Uh, uh, underwhelming is the word I'm yeah. going to use. I yes. was underwhelmed. Yes. Yep. Uh, Daniel Pineda, you know, getting that sub over Tucker Lutz. Everybody had picked Tucker Lutz to win that fight, but he snagged that guillotine uh, pretty, pretty, pretty easily there in that second round. If I'm, if I'm going back to yeah. memory banks and remembering correctly, the the setup for it was good. Yeah, I think that was yeah. pretty decent. I mean, it was textbook, really. Nothing fancy or anything like that, but yeah. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Um, let's see here. Lucas Alexander, crapping in the cake. I know Eugene loves these <laughs> things because Stephen Pearson was, was the favorite going into this, and nobody thought Lucas Alexander had anything for him, and boy. He went in there yeah, and, and not only got a unanimous decision, he went in there and wrecked Steven Peterson. That was, that was a beat You know what? That, that, that becomes more and more pleasant to me. You know, that just, mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't know. It just becomes a really delightful thing because you, you could, you could just feel it. You, but, you know, I think it breeds a cynicism on the part of the bald one because you could feel the energy being put into some of these cats and then it doesn't bear out. And you, it's like kind of deflated. And I feel sorry. Ultimately, everybody just kind of turns away from the guy who's. Who, I mean, like I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of nobody else in this instance, but but Darren Till, who was like, you're going to be the great UK hope, and now you just feel people like, hey, you know. <laughs> but 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 it it is it is. I, I I like to see it happen. I, like you say, I like to have the cake. I have the cake and eat it too. I like to see it get crapped in <laughs> <laughs> or on, as the case may be. So now this next fight kind of bothered me. This borders on robbery ter- territory. I won't outright say robbery, but it's on the precipice. And that was Trevin Giles taking the split over Preston Parsons. Preston Parsons very clearly won that fight, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, again, again, that was almost so, robbery right there. So may, maybe the deal is, may, maybe there's a, for, again, to systematize this whole thing, maybe there's a formula for how many bad decisions we start to get before we feel like we're being robbed, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you know, my eyes see it, your eyes see it, our ears hear it, your, 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 we're all in this together. But then how many decisions, how, how much dissonance are we willing to take during the course of any fight event 
so that afterward we feel like that was pretty good, you know. And I and I have to say, you know, this was probably had it not been for one, there was a profusion of decisions, and two, there was a profusion of bad decisions, which in total makes me feel about the card crap. Crap about the card, crap about the sport, crap about my involvement in it, you know. So <laughs> that's a whole lot of crap on that case. That's a lot of crap. Now you change any one of those things, you change and then I don't feel so crappy. One bad decision, you know, I look, we could have four decisions but one bad one and I go, "Eh, I can live with that." Five decisions, you know, there's some there's some magic spot that that has us all feeling okay about it and that magic spot was not hit at this fight. Uh, not at all. What about CJ Vergara did, taking uh, the second round to just beat the living daylights out of Daniel De Silva? And that again, was a great fight, especially again, especially after the first round. Yeah, man, yeah. right? These yeah. two went hell for leather, and yep. unfortunately, Daniel De Silva just couldn't hang, and CJ Vergara took that fight. That was a great fight, as was the very first fight, the uh, Victor Altamirano getting yep. a unanimous yep. decision over Vinicius Salvador. Salvador yep. was the favorite, I believe, going in there, if That's I'm right. not mistaken, That's right. and that was a great fight, too. Both of those fights, the first two fights on the card were fantastic. Yeah, yeah, they were, actually. Those guys were fighting like they were like their heads were on fire it was they, actually pretty impressive they were and fighting I, like they yeah. were fighting over a bone really yep. yep and i was excited about it until i do what i always do in this instance and i started to think i wonder how much these guys are getting paid and then i got a little depressed so i had to think about something else yeah <laughs> <laughs> so eugene you know what time it is and what we need it's ufc 287 time Crybabies, bedwetters, greedy bread gobblers, work shy individuals, malingerers, fault finders. This has less to do with your skills and talents as a fighter, much more to do with the marketing heft away put behind you by the overlords of the now no, no longer failed IPO folks at Endeavor and or the Baldwin and the UFC. If you don't like being on don't care side of the equation, the solution is simple. Fight an exciting fight. Until then, don't come crying to us bedwetters all right so i do have john's picks he texted them to me and you ah whatever <laughs> <laughs> they're and all wrong they're all wrong <laughs> now we have this uh this card we have the return of jorge masvidal <laughs> <laughs> Street Jesus. there's a lot of good fights on this card um the curtain jerker is not one that I actually, I don't recognize one of the names, but Sam Hughes is pretty good. I don't care about the fight, but I'm interested in the outcome. Sam Hughes versus Jacqueline Amorim, and that is at mm -hmm. Strawweight. It'll probably be interesting after the fact. I'll probably watch, but I would not recommend this. So that's that's my take on that. John Nash is not caring, and Eugene has already issued his don't care. Uh, I'm, or, I'm I'm wandering out in the field somewhere. I've stopped paying attention. <laughs> For the record, this card has 13 fights. Um, it is taking place in Miami, Florida. So, you know, good Lord on the judging and refereeing there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. So it, it is the yeah. almost as wild west as Texas is. And yeah. uh, we are working from the topology quick sheet from the bottom up. So next 
fight is uh let's see here this is gonna be at featherweight it is shaylian all right shaylian or shaylian nerdenbeke versus steve garcia uh nerdenbeke is really good i'm not uh the jury's out on steve garcia i'm not sure i don't care about this fight but uh nerdenbeke is somebody that i'll be keeping my eye on as he moves you know so yeah i i don't care all right next up at a uh, catch weight of 160, Trey Ogden versus Ignacio Bahamondes. Ignacio Bahamondes is pure action. I, Trey mm. Ogden, I'm not sure on. I don't care about the fight, though, especially at a yeah. catch weight. Yeah. All yeah. right. Next up, Cynthia Calvillo versus Lupe Godinez. I love Lupe, but this fight isn't quite relevant anymore. In mm-hmm. my eyes, anyways, that's straw weight, and it must not be too relevant because John passed on it as well. Oh, I thought John was going to be all in for Lupe, but okay, yeah, no, I, I, I don't care. I like Lupe too, but it's not relevant enough, and there's some fights at the top that we're going to want to talk about. So, yep, yep. Now, this one might interest you because Joseph Pfeiffer comes in with a lot of buzz. He he had a good last fight, I believe. Yeah, he he's on a four-fight win streak, and he has, well, three-fight, excuse me, because one of these was a grappling event, but he beat Eric Anders in grappling. He beat uh-huh. Alan Amadovsky, Ozzy Diaz, Austin Trotman. Those those last two names are, are regional, but he did beat um, Alan Amadovsky, and that's a pretty pretty good thing. So uh, he's fighting Gerald Mearshart, your guy, your submission guy. Yeah, but you know, I've been I've been soft on Gerald since I I heard some stuff. So oh, okay. Well, Uh, the the fight that he lost against uh, was it Hamsat? Oh, that was way back. Yeah, that was way back. Um, There were some suspicions from people I knew on that team that he. I mean, I think he lost it fair and square, but they were like. Uh, that's not the dude that we, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I feel soft on this fight. Are you going to make a pick? No, no. I'm just laying out all the facts just in case. I, I know okay. you've picked him before. He is coming off a win over Bruno Silva. That was yeah. a good win too. Um, I, I'm not going to care on it because it's not relevant, but I know in the past you have because Mearshart's a grappling guy. Yeah, I know, but I don't. I, I'm still. Yep. Yeah. All right. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm out. All righty. Next up, heavyweight. I can tell you already. All three of us will not care. Chase Sherman versus Carl Williams. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, you know, I mean, these guys. This is blood, sweat, and tears. I feel bad just, just been there laughing, but you know, it's not always your fault either. It's yeah. the competition they put you with. You yeah. know. Yeah. So I I just can't muster it. Sorry. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have Michelle Watterson Gomez going up against Luana Pinheiro. This fight actually might be relevant. Um, John says it's not. He's not picking it. Yeah, I'm out too. Because yeah, I, I, I used to be used to be a big big fan. Yeah. Waterston until she opened her mouth. Yeah, and that's another from the same camp as Holly Holm and another one that, you know, questionable things have been said. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I'm sorry, you know. (laughs) I mean, the thing is, the thing is, listen, you know, you know, you know who I don't get to fix my plumbing? Who? The guy guy who cuts my hair. Right, right. Right. And I and and I don't get my plumber 
to work on my car, right? <laughs> so it's like I'm I'm glad you feel you know emboldened and empowered to um, to speak on the issues of the day, but um, you know you're not your making quali- sense. Your, yeah, yeah, and your <laughs> qualifications is zero in that regard. I, I'm I'm glad the internet has led you to believe that you have a valid opinion on everything, but the reality of it is you really don't. So, you know. And and that goes for me too. Nobody's yeah. asking me about space flight. Hey, I got I got a few things to say about space flight. <laughs> no, no, nobody's asking Eugene about space flight. You know, so come on. All right, we get to where cares will probably start being registered. This is uh this is an important fight. They are ranked Kelvin Gastelum versus Chris Curtis. Uh, I'll go ahead and put out that John is picking Kelvin Gastelum. <laughs> I'm picking Chris uh, Curtis. What's that? I'm picking Chris Curtis. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know uh, what John is thinking about. He's getting soft on Mr. Staff. I'm sorry. I'm I'm, I'm going to pick Curtis. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have Raul. You Rose. see how you see you see how I got that in there, Mr. Staff. Mr. Staff, and I know what you're talking about too. That thing on his face. Yes. Yes. Yeesh. That was. Ugh. Yeah. Anyways, yep. we have Raul Rosas Jr. taking on Christian Rodriguez. This is on the main card, and obviously, you know, Raul Rosas Jr. He won. Uh, was it the Contender Series? I mean, he won his fight on the Contender Series, and then came over here and won um, his first fight against Jay Perrin. Got that rear naked choke at two minutes into the first round. I'm going to pick it because you know what? Raul Rosas is special. I want to mm. see him go in there and, and submit somebody. I would recommend this fight because he is, I think he is special and he's going places. So yeah, I'm picking him. I like the fight. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> Good for you. I am not <laughs> picking anybody. He's a grappling guy. You should I... like him. You should, you should get behind your fellow grappler and, and, mm. and elevate him. He's a, ba- he's a puppy too. I don't know. I, I, I'll watch. I mean, now we're up. Now I'm actually watching, so I, I get my eye. But I don't. I don't feel any any real sense of enthusiasm about it. So oh. I mean, I'm grappling seven days a week. You know this, right? So oh, it's like I, know. I still I still need to have. You know, I need to. I don't know. You need some action. I, yeah, exactly. Give me exactly. some knockouts, damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. All right. right. Well, we might see one, uh, maybe. With this one, because we got Ponzinibbio fighting Kevin Holland. I think this might, um, uh, Ponzinibbio okay. might be swinging, but Kevin Holland is going to be grappling, I think. Yeah, he's uh, inconsistent. Mm-hmm. But John is picking Holland, and I'm also, I'm leaning Holland. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm Holland. leading Holland immediately because uh, Ponzinibbio, I can't, I don't really feel so secure in that uh, pick. <laughs> but yeah, but you know, anything can happen, and that's a good place to be, and that's what qualifies a certain kind of excitement. So, so yeah, I'm picking Holland, and I care. Alrighty. Okay, next up. Woo, this is a sizzler. My God, Rob Font versus Adrian Yanez. I cannot wait for this. This is 
my early call for fight of the night right here. I'm picking Adrian Yanez, but who you know, Rob Font surprised us all with his last fight, I believe. I know, I know, yeah, and I find myself was, wanting to pick oh. Yanez, but then I was like, I don't know. No, no, I take I it know. back. I take it back. I was wrong. I was so wrong. I forgot. He's on a two-fight skid to Marlon Vera and to Jose Aldo. Yeah, I, I font. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I keep going back to somebody else. I don't know why. <laughs> So hold, so hold, wait, wait, wait. So who are you picking? Oh, I'm picking Adrian Yanez. I mean, dude is, dude is good. Okay. Yeah, Adrian no, I know, Giannis. I know, I know, I know Giannis, but I just want to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, five, six, seven. Eight. Adrian Giannis is on a nine-fight win streak. And who? What? What about? <laughs> He's on a two-fight losing streak. Rob Font's on the way down, I think. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, Definitely take. You know, Giannis. some guys, some guys, oh, they, you know, they perform under pressure, but you know what? I'm not his therapist, and it's not my job. It's not my job to coach him back into solvency. So, yeah, I'll take Giannis. All righty. <clears throat> now we get to the co-main event. Jorge Masvidal taking on Gilbert Burns. I mean, this is a foregone conclusion, in my opinion. Burns is going to work him over like Christmas dinner. Yep. Yeah, and, I, you know, he's a friend of Knuckle Up. Um, uh, Masvidal so I hesitate to typically that means you would get my blind support um, I did not enjoy his last act the last election series uh, he's so still are... on it you haven't seen the new video mm, yet oh my no, god he no. is talking about how Trump is being wrongfully persecuted and blah 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 oh that makes it easy yeah. burns <laughs> I should note I, I forgot to say that John is picking Adrian Yanez and he is also picking Gilbert Burns as are Eugene and I yeah okay yep all right we get to the main event and i think john is wrong in his pick here but alex Pereira versus israel adesanya this is going to be fight number four mm -hmm. two in mma two in kickboxing alex Pereira's won the first three and i honestly think oh hold, 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 hold. what did you just say about two in kickboxing so this is, yeah this is four so we're not counting the kickboxing ones yeah so this is this is this will be okay. This, All right, this All right. is fight I got it straight three. Ahead. Yeah, fight number yeah. three. So we had two in kickboxing, and then the last fight where Pereira picked off the belt. So this is number four. So okay. Alex has okay. beaten him three times so far, and honestly, I bet Alex Pereira went back and focused heavily on everything that he probably did wrong because, in my eyes, Alex Pereira's single primary directive um to use a star trek reference uh, mm -hmm. the prime directive is to beat israel adesanya if he never beats anyone else in life as long as he beats israel i feel like his prime directive will be satisfied there mm -hmm. and i yeah it, does, it, it actually you know you say it when you say it like that it, it's kind of put some skin on it in my mind it doesn't seem like he really wants to do anything else exactly. other than beat him. Yes. <laughs> like, he, like, never mentions anybody else. He's never. Like, like, you know. It's like his laser hyper focus is only on one man. And it's like yeah. he, his, his drive, his everything. I mean, 
it is insane. The only kind of rivalry I can remember like this was Ollie and Frazier. Yeah, and it was more from Fra- Frazier's side. We mm-hmm. just, yes. I mean, for you, when he, yeah, he just kind of, he went, you, I don't know if you remember, like after the, their last fight, he just kind of went, just like disappeared. Like, yeah, it, it he was, was like, like, I'm done. I've, I've st- st- huh? settled, he's like, I've settled my affairs. <laughs> Yeah. 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 So this is, this is kind of, and I don't know, I'm really curious as to what happened. It, it, it almost takes on something like some weird, per- like, like, I, like what happened? There, there must've been something backstage, something was said, something that irked him, something that, you know, I don't know. I, you did. Like my mother used to say, you must've done something. <laughs> you know, why those boys try to beat you up? I don't know, Ma, you, you must've done something, you know? So, Oh. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is that I realized that Izzy probably did the same thing. He's probably going back to the well, too. But there's one flaw that I think Izzy has, and that is that when he gets super comfortable, when he gets in in mode, when he's just lighting someone up, that's when that comfort sets in. And that's when we see him doing things like showboating and whatever. I am not saying he showboated in that fight because he, he really didn't. He just fought his ass off. But he got comfortable there in the end and was just acting like he could take everything that Alex was throwing. And mm. his ego, I feel, cost him that fight. Because mm-hmm. there in the end, he should have been defending a lot more than he was. And that is what cost him. Mm. I don't know that I would have stopped the fight myself. Mm-hmm. He said, ah, you know, I was still hanging in there. And I look at the video. Uh, I see I watch it again. And I don't know that he was hanging in there. But I would. I mean, you know, I, like that, that last British guy who fought the Israeli guy. And they were really hoping the British let that guy take eight on un- eight unanswered blows. It's like, what the hell? I could give him a chance to get up. I would have given him a little bit more time because I think if he if he, you know, he, that close to the end, I want to see a guy unconscious before I'm willing to give it to somebody because he had a good a good few seconds, you know. So, but this doesn't have any bearing on what your pick is. Who's your pick? I don't know if I heard. Oh, I am picking Pereira. John is picking out of Sonya, but I am picking Pereira because, like I said from the start, I just feel like his dying breath will will be out of Sonya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. You know, they're. I mean, I'm I'm gonna have to pick Israel on no, this one. Okay. And and the only reason I say this is because you know uh, the friend of Ozzy uh, was uh, Eugene Berman, who I interviewed, and um, he's a you know I've talked to I've talked to a lot of these guys. You know, no Michael, uh, who's the guy at ATT? Michael Thomas Brown. And, yes. You know, yes. Uh, um, and I have to say. I think that Barman is a, a really astute study, and I think that, um, uh, like the things that would would work against Izzy in this instance is like yips, like oh my God, what if I lose? Where, where am I? Gonna, if I lose this, if 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 I give out, what am I gonna? If I gonna? And I don't think I don't think honestly I don't think he's really susceptible. his team is not susceptible to that um and I, I don't think he is I, so I, I'm, I'm feeling huh Alex is already in his head I'll tell you why is mm-hmm. he put out a video this week <laughs> um and it was a response 
Oh, it wasn't a video. It was a, um, a post, but it was response to a video that Pereira had put out. And basically what it was, was it's Pereira watching Izzy watching I've seen this, yeah. a fight. And apparently the camera pans over to all of Izzy's stuffed animals. Now, Pereira never says a word. He just says, hmm, that's it. That's all he did. He, hmm. And that's all he did. And Izzy made this huge drawn out post. Yeah, yeah. And his fucking face paint. Guess what? There's a big difference between his cultural heritage and taking the belt back to his tribe in Brazil and wearing the the ceremonial dress than him saying, hmm, to someone's stuffed animals. I'm sorry your <laughs> stuffed animals are marginalized and that you felt the need to come on and talk shit about his tribal dress. But uh, I feel like Alex is already in his head just by going, hmm. <laughs> so I, I'm looking at that and I mean... On the flip side, remember, Izzy, the only words coming out of his mouth for a long time is Pereira. I mean, mm. these two are just eternally locked in this this violent dance. Yeah, but it, then you, you, so what you're assuming then is that there's been no forward motion on Izzy's part, which I... I did not say that. The first okay. thing I said was, I am sure Izzy went back to the drawing board, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think they both did. But in my eyes, because of the the singular focus that Alex Mm -hmm. seems to show me, at least, Mm -hmm. uh, that's why I'm picking Alex, because I feel like his whole thing is only Izzy. I don't think he cares about anyone else. Hmm. All right, well, we'll see. This yeah. is why we do what we do. So exactly. I'm, 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 I'm going to pick Izzy here. And, and that's a great pick, too. I was back and forth, but I ultimately settled on Alex for that reason. Now, mm. I have a little bit of stuff I wanted to talk to you about because some news came out of UFC San Antonio last week, and I, I really wanted to get your take on it. To access the bonus content of this show, you must be a paid subscriber. To do that, go to bloodyelbowpodcast.substack.com and subscribe today. The Bloody Elbow Podcast Network is moving. That's right, we're moving from SoundCloud and YouTube to Substack. It will still be available through your current iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher subscriptions, but the main home of the Bloody Elbow Podcast Network will now be on Substack. While most of our audio content will remain free, we'll be asking listeners to please get a paid subscription to support the shows which are now ad-free. Please give us your email, and we'll send you notices and summaries of every new episode. Become a paid subscriber and get bonus segments only available to those who've pledged their support. Sign up at bloodyelbowpodcast.substack.com today.